It's Mo. What up? Hey guys, it's Missy. I'm an athlete mental health coach. I've been an entrepreneur of two businesses for over 10 years, and I'm also the author of this book, The Athlete Mental Health Playbook. And I want to invite you to join me and my friend, Mo Orr, for another episode of The High School Narrative, where we're going to talk about all things athlete mental health related. By the way, you can pick up this book for free at athletementalhealthplaybook.com. What up, what it do, and what's good, people? Look, I will start today's show by telling you to go be great and also show some acts of kindness. Look, the topic I would love to talk about today is mental health. Look, what is mental health? Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress relate to others and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. So my question to you is, what if I told you there was a mental health playbook? Would you use it? Look, if you don't know, you have tuned in to another exciting episode of Talk to Talk with Mo Ford. Look, we have so much to get to today, but before we get started, this would be the perfect time to go tell anyone and everyone that is not watching or listening to the show to go watch the show and listen to my damn podcast. Look, don't just sit there. Go ahead. I'll wait. Look, I get these questions time and time again. Where can I watch the show? Well, you can watch the show on Roku, Fire, and Apple TV, just search the high school narrative. You could also download our free, you heard me, free iOS app at www.thsnapp.com. Watch, submit, share. We could also now be viewed on LA36, which is on Time Warner Cable in the city of Los Angeles, on AT&T UVerse and SoCal, and also on Hulu. So anyone with a smart device and internet connection anywhere on the planet can now watch. And yes, of course, you can listen to the show on Apple and Google Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor, and Spotify. All right, this show is brought to you by The Jerky Zone. When you're looking for that high protein pack snack to get you back on track, the next stop is the Jerky Zone. They also have some great fundraising opportunities to get 50% back to your school and or program. And Intro Wheels, where custom rims make your classic cars come to life. And lastly, Advantage Capital Management, where the plus in the logo signifies above and beyond commitment to adding value to investments by providing A-plus impact to the world we touch. Hey, we have a great show lined up for you today and an amazing, awesome guest waiting in the wings, waiting to be heard. Look, today's guest is the founder of Miss Inc. Social Media Marketing in Miami, Florida, and the author of the Athlete Mental Health Playbook. 
please welcome Misty Buck to Talk the Talk. What's going on, Misty? What's up, Bo? Thank you so much for that intro. I'm loving the energy. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I have to have energy. Look, you're on the East Coast, and I think it's like 4 p.m. or something like that. Maybe not really. <laughs> but I know it's, if I say early in California, I get judged because it's a little bit after 9 o'clock. Somebody's going to judge me, right? Not, I don't want to be judged. So I'll leave it to the imagination that you're in Dubai and I'm in there California. You Let them figure out. They have to calculate on them fingers. They probably don't have enough fingers and toes to actually figure out the time difference in Dubai. So uh, how are you out there? You're in Miami, right? Yeah, we're in Miami. In Miami. A little bit of a cold front today. So it's in like the 50s. We're freezing. You know what that's like in California. That's a cold said, day. Look, I didn't, I didn't want to. I didn't want to make you feel bad when you said it's freezing. And you came out with the word 50. I was like, I know 50s. Exactly. I had to turn the heater on this morning. It was know, a little chilly. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Look, I was excited. I was excited. You know, I, I, you actually were referred to me by someone that was awesome and their actually show will be coming up um, here shortly. But um, when he talked to me about you and he was so emphatic about, oh my God, you really, really need to speak to her. She has these great things that's going on. And so when I started to look up and do some research, I'm like, she's in like social media marketing. Well, like, what, what can I? <laughs> what's the connection? Yeah, what's the connection? <laughs> and then he started to talk about the playbook, which is awesome. So what we're going to do first is I kind of want to talk about Miss um, Inc. kind of first and all right. how all that got started. I, I, I think I read that it started in 2008. What was your yes. goal when you when you created Miss Inc.? Well, I was 26 and my goal was to see if I could build a business on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Like legit, I was like, let me try this before I have a mortgage and all this stuff. Let me just see if I could make it happen. I've always been really, um, really ambitious. And it's sort of my confidence started to grow. Um, I was like, let me, let me try this thing out. And so I went to a little thing called the School of Hard Knocks and learned about business that way because... <laughs> I like I like that school. I went to that it was, school. It was that's the best school there is. Shout out school hard knocks. That's, that's <laughs> where you learn. That's where you're really gonna learn. <laughs> See, right now they call that OJT. They call that on the job training. We we called it oh. hard knocks back in the day. So I. I oh I'm, yeah, I guess that's that. maybe I'm showing my age, I suppose. But yeah, <laughs> after I got my MBA, I thought I knew what I was doing, but I knew nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I started that out and I wasn't going to give up on it. I worked part-time job because in 2008, January, we were deep into that beginning of the recession, that yeah. great recession that we had. So that was a great time to start a business. Really smart idea on my part, but I thought right. <laughs> it ended up, that's how I ended up getting into the social media part because I was actually in PR and doing freelance copywriting and, um, but I had time on my hands. So I started, oh, look, at the social media stuff. And I just started studying it. And it dawned on me really early on in that year. I was like, man, this could be something that businesses are using to connect with people. And so I just started marketing that as a service. Um, and it took a few years for people to, to, to grasp onto that idea and the need for it. But here we are 13 years later. <laughs> so what was it? So you said 2008. What was the major uh social media platform back then all right my space 
My. It was MySpace. My first, so my company, we didn't even have a website at first. I had a MySpace account for my business. That was the first place that Miss Inc. existed on the internet. And I tell, I always tell that story and people are talking about how you got started in social media marketing. I'm like, listen, you want to talk about OG? Like my first thing was on <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> you tell that to kids right now, they'd be like, the, the who? The, the who? The my who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Well, you actually, and I'm going to talk about the parallels, right? There's some parallels. You started in 2008 when we were talking about the recession that was happening. And now it's, what was well, 2021, but in 2020, mm -hmm. there's other people that was out there starting businesses during the pandemic, right? That, yeah, man. In the beginning, you might not think it's a good idea, but a lot of times, you know, and, and a lot of businesses, small businesses have suffered due to the pandemic. But there's, for some people, those the pandemic did something great for them because they became more innovative and had to think outside the box and stuff exactly. like that. There's yeah. always opportunity if I think if you're willing to look for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the pandemic afforded me the time to publish the book in the first place. So I know it's been truly awful and very, very difficult for people to navigate. But I think for some people, it was a eye opener in terms of, let me see what else I can do with my life. Yeah. Look, I know in 2018 and 2019, you were the recipient of uh, the top three internet marketing agencies by the Daily Business Review. Yeah, three um, years so, in a row, 2018, 19, and 20. Thank you. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I, I didn't get the update on 2020. Yeah, but yeah, that, that was just announced recently. We were just allowed to actually put that out there. So, thanks. That's awesome. What does that, what does that mean to you? And what does that say when, when so three years in a row, does that ever take you back to 2008 when you first started and said, this is why I'm trying to do this? Yeah, man. I mean, when I started it, it, you know, like I said, I had all these ideas. I was young. I, whatever, you know, I had like all these things, oh, business is easy and I'm going to get all these clients and do all this stuff. And then, like I said, school of hard knocks, I learned, okay, maybe this isn't as smooth of a road as I was envisioning. So to be at this point, to have been able to still walk through the pandemic, pivot, help our clients. Those awards are awesome. And, and those are things, those, people vote on us to win that, by the way. We don't just get handed to it and that's based on votes. And so I'm always so fortunate, but I also feel very humbled by the fact that people support us, continue to support us, my little business like that. So it's, it's truly, truly, truly feels good. And it makes me want to strive to continue to provide um, a service for people. That's awesome. So, so what are some of your, some of your specialties? I'm assuming social media um, management. Yeah. Blog. I think you do, you do some blogs, right? And like digital marketing yeah. and branding, right? Yes. So digital, all that stuff, we're heavy into social media ads now because that's just sort of the environment that we're in very pay to play. So um, a lot of that, a lot of blog writing, content writing for websites to help with SEO. And then just generally, like I, I, most of my clients have been with me for many years. So um, what happens is they'll, they'll start leaning on me for other advice. So what do you think of this? Or what do you think of that? So I end up consulting in other areas too, but that's the core of what we do is social media. Awesome. Do you want to give out uh, contact information for uh, Ms. Inc. If, if you have that available? Yeah, if you guys have any questions, you're interested in checking that out, that website is miss, M-I-S-S, dash, Inc, I-N-K, so Inc with a K, 
www.mindfulnessmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentorsmentors
<laughs> Listen, there's stuff and sometimes you know what it is. You just have stuff inside of you. You got to get it out. That's right. That's right. That's right. What, what's the name? What's the name it. of the podcast again? So that is, um, so it, ta- it takes place at Miami's community newspapers, but the segment is called Marketing Monday. It is. Mar- and you can see that every Monday on Facebook Live. And I think they also stream it on YouTube and uh, Instagram maybe, but excellent all right so uh, I, one more thing now about the, the whole social media stuff what are the five yes, uh social media trends that to watch for like right now do you do you know what those are yeah sir so let's see i mean if i don't i'm gonna do a bad job in my job <laughs> <laughs> get, get the hook get out of here so i would say i would say Number one, just because I just mentioned it, and, and this is in no particular order, by the way, but a trend is definitely Clubhouse. That app is up and coming. It's not brand new since it's been around since last year, but people like myself started catching on to it in about December, and now it is like wildfire taking off. It's an awesome place to have conversations. So if you're trying to build your network or just talk to people who have similar interests, that's the place to go do that. It's kind of like we're having a conversation right now, except it happens in an app and you can jump in and listen, or you can actually ask to speak or you can host your own. So that's nice. pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, those are awesome. So I would definitely check that out. Number two, I would say definitely video, lots and lots of video. People are, you know, they don't want to just sit and read things obviously so video can i know people this is not something new but it's continued to be more important particularly short form short form content so like 15 seconds or less like you could put on reels or tiktok type of stuff so thinking about that um obviously podcasts are continuing to just explode so if you can either host your own or get somebody to get you interviews on podcasts like hire somebody to help you do that or do it your own. Um, that's that's another really awesome trend to be on top of. Let's see what else would I say. And not to interrupt, but I know a couple of great podcasts. I know one that's on Mondays. You know, it's a marketing Monday, and then I know another <laughs> one called Check Talk to Talk with Moore. There's a two really good ones. <laughs> Add them to your list, people. <laughs> so just saying. Yeah, yeah, but stuff like that, that live stuff, because what's happening is people are craving that connection, right? And so something like a clubhouse or a podcast or a live thing or whatever it is, when you have the opportunity to speak to people, it's like, oh my God, wow, you know? So um, anything that you can do to encourage that. And then as a business owner, if you're thinking, Um, I would say another trend more and more is just to continue to think about how can I really be there for um, my clients? So we call, and there's a couple of different trends in terms of messaging that I can touch base on real quick if you want. Sure. uh, All right. So in terms of, since we're talking about trends, let's talk about messaging, not just apps and stuff like that, but messaging, once you choose where you're going to be, is one part is diversity right so we really want to be sure that we're being sensitive to you know all populations that we're just being more thoughtful because people are expecting that now right they're expecting to work with businesses that are inclusive that are um, doing good things in their community that are really supporting 
people of all walks of life, whatever you want to say, we won't make it a political conversation, but in other words, just to say like, to be really, to be cognizant that you're, um, and you're not doing it as a marketing ploy, but that you're actually just showing like, this is what we're doing. People right. can call it fake, right? So yeah. um, just being, and then the other part of that is what we call empathetic marketing. So I use this example all the time. Over the holidays, there was an Amazon commercial where they put the spotlight the girl was like gonna do it. She had a dance show and then it got canceled, I guess, because of the pandemic. And so she, um, the neighbors decided to organize a, an event where she could dance on, like dance on the roof and do her performance anyway, because she was super bummed out. And this guy goes on Amazon and buys a flashlight and shines it on her or the spotlight or whatever it was, but from Amazon. And the only, that's the only time that you saw Amazon mentioned in that commercial was when he went to go buy that. It wasn't right. like Amazon everywhere, but people remember that because it got to the heart of their emotions, right? We, it got to being real. So I think just being, being real. And I, I say this a hundred different times on my show. So if you watch marketing Monday in the future, you're for sure going to hear this. People do business with people that they like. So just being real out with that and, and letting that out there, being connecting with people. Don't be flat in your messaging. Those are the keys. And I love that. I love that because it is about the, and I, I talked about it in, in the monologue, it, acts of kindness, right? If you're a jerk, anybody want to do business with you. I don't care how, how mm -hmm. great your product is. Nobody's going to want to do business with you. Look. Unless you're selling jerky. I just saw the sponsor. Unless you're selling jerky. We like jerky. Well, we do. <laughs> that jerky. And I'm going to tell you about that barbecue bacon. I don't want to get into it right now, but oh my God, <laughs> it is so, so good. Look, Misty, we're going to take a really quick break and yeah. then we're going to come back and get into the playbook. Right, this, this second segment, we're going to talk about the playbook and get all into that. She talked about cheerleading. She talked about dance. I'm sure you want to know if she played some type of sports. We will figure that out all on the other side. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Do you know where content creators can make 10 times the money they earn on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube while fans are getting paid for likes and shares? We do. We're talking all content creators, not just the top 2%. Get access to a global network of talent and maintain ownership of your work. Divvy Up provides content creators a place to make significantly more money than all popular apps combined. We're talking all content creators everywhere on the planet. Do you know where to make 10 times more money? We do. Divvy Up. Contact info at divvyup.org or log on to divvyup.org to get started. Divvy Up. You deserve more. ProSport Physical Therapy and Performance has been providing quality care and healing results to Southern California since 1992. Our evidence-based physical therapy programs have been proven to reduce the risk of injury. ProSport's been a great place for me uh, to rehab from my injury. I got hurt playing football and it's, it's got all I need. The training staff, the, uh, the turf to, to rehab on, and the weight room, so it's been a great place for me. At ProSport, we provide customized training programs that will transition you from physical therapy to get you back to your sport.
Increase your speed, agility, explosiveness, strength, and power. We have been providing sideline support to Modern Day High School for over 25 years. Experience the pro sport difference and take your game to the next level. continue to sit here with me and Misty. I know that you guys sitting up here just looking at us going, you guys could have had this conversation over the phone. But look, we want you to eavesdrop and listen to things we got to say. We got some important stuff for you. We talked about Miss Inc. that was created in 2008. We talked about the awards. She gave you some stuff that she usually charged millions of dollars for when we talked about the specialties that she's doing and the five uh, social media trends. You're welcome. And you might want to say thank you to Misty. Misty, thank you for uh, sticking around for the second segment. Uh, hopefully you're having fun, right? You having a good time? Oh my God, I'm this is this is a blast, truly. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm I'm so happy you're here. Look, I I really want to delve into this book. This this playbook is something. Look, you talked to Mary, you know, uh, early before the show started, and she can't say enough about this book. So she's in sports and uh, have been coaching kids for 25, 30 years. And uh, her brother is also, uh, he was a coach, a softball coach, and she gave the book to him and now he's reading the book. So let, let's talk about the uh, the book. Um, looking here, I, 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 you got that place. Right, you got yeah. every great sports team have to run some plays, right? And and in order for those mm -hmm. plays to be successful, you have to be able to understand every part of what's supposed to happen, right, in that playbook. So, um, athlete mental health playbook, a guide to to you. Here's what I love about having an author, right? You ever read a book and you wonder what the author was thinking, and you'll never get a chance to really know what that person is thinking. I don't have that issue because I get to ask you exactly <laughs> what you were thinking when you wrote the book. So did you play sports? I heard you say you were a cheerleader and, and did dance. Did you play sports? Yeah, I did. I mean, and I consider cheerleading a sport, by the way. Sorry. Me, anyway, so do I. Just, I don't want to keep you. I'm glad you clarified. The training happened. It's a sport. So right. I did do that. I coached it as well. Um, my dad was a football coach, my brother, and a roller hockey coach in Miami. We don't have ice, so roller hockey. My brother played both sports. And I was always, I, I loved, oh my gosh, I loved the energy. So when I wasn't doing the cheerleading thing, I was like on the sideline with my dad and my brother. Like, that's where I wanted to be. We were like park rocks when we were in the Optimist, you know, circle. And then as we, you know, we went on from there, but um, we did like the Pop Warner thing for a while. And man, that was where I just learned to love the, the sports and the energy and all that stuff that happens from it. That's great. And I'm glad you said realistically that you said that uh, cheerleading is a sport. We have some friends over at Varsity Spirits um, and Varsity Brands, and it's it's competitive. 
and you see it all competitive. Right? They have the competitive um, cheer. So yes, understanding um, all those aspects of it. So how did that play a part in, in, in writing this book for you when it comes to mental health? All right, so I can kind of give you the synopsis of the story um, of how this kind of all came together. So, um, so I told you about my past and how I kind of grew up around sports and that was where my thing is. But that's also where I learned in, in back in our day. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I the, learned. Right. We, it was very much like, um, don't, you know, walk it off. If anything happens, walk it off, suck it up. Um, don't be a baby, stop being soft, blah, 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 blah. And the problem for me with that was I needed the, I needed those lessons, but the problem was is that I was, I've always been a super sensitive person. And so I wasn't really quite sure what to do with all those emotions, but all I knew was that anytime I cried, I got me fun, right? It was like, right. Missy, your baby, get over it, toughen up, blah, blah, blah. You're so soft. I heard that all the time, you're so soft. So, um, and I was like, oh man, there's gotta be like, what's wrong with me? Like, why do I keep like crying? Why can't I just be tough like everybody else, right? Yeah. And so, and so that was kind of like a thing that I struggled with. But then when I was in high school and I was a teenager, some stuff started happening um, in my life and my parents were gonna get a divorce and there was some, some tough times that we went through and um, with, you know, moving and just various things that happened. And I, didn't know what to do again with all those emotions. Now again, I'm a teenager and I'm having all these hormones and everything is super crazy and unbalanced. And I ended up going through a very serious bout with depression and suicide thoughts were, were a part of that. And thank God, thank God my mom and my dad were, were active parents and they kind of asked what was going on and I opened up to them thankfully. And I got the help that I needed. I went to a psychiatrist and I had a psychologist and I went through the whole program and got what I needed. And then in when I was in, in my 20s, I started to experience anxiety. I didn't know what it was, so I very well could have been experiencing that sooner. But anxiety was something that I that I really began to notice like weird things happening to me in college and I couldn't really explain them because I was like, man, I thought it was already, I got through this mental health thing. I did with the depression. I healed like, what, like, what is this other stuff? Right. And so same thing. I just sort of kind of just kind of put it through. And then I started educating myself and learning about these different things because when, when and when I was younger, it's not like it is now where we're starting to have these conversations. Nobody has this conversation. It was super taboo to be like, I see a therapist, I see, you know, this, that, like the other, it was, nobody talked about those things. It was kind of like you deal with them on your own, it's very private. And so um, that, that was really tough for me. And as I got older and I started to self-study these things, I got really into looking into spiritual things too. So I'm super, super big into mind, body, soul. And I've always loved, and my first love has always been writing. So writing is always something that I've done. I decided one day I was gonna start a blog. And then I started working with a, a coach myself and he was like, you gotta, you gotta find like a niche, right? Oh, cause I got certified as a coach during this time period too. Yeah. So I'm a certified coach. And so he's like, gotta find a niche, gotta find a niche. And I say that whole entire story that I just tell you to tell you this. He said, what, what are the things that have happened to you? And I was like, well, 
I really love, you know, sports and I really enjoyed that time period and nothing was more fun to me than when I was a cheerleading coach. That was still to this day, the my most favorite thing that I've ever done in my whole life, right? And yeah. the other really pivotal thing was this, been this battle with mental health. And so he's like, well, why don't you talk about mental health for athletes? Because there's got to be people out there who learn these same values that you did. And like a light bulb went off and it was like fire from my fingers. I started writing, they were blogs. And then I man, I was like, man, these blogs can't just like live here and then die. And so I decided to expand on them and create the book. And that's how we ended up with this book. <laughs> I you almost leave me speechless. I'm never speechless, by the way, but you almost leave me speechless. And, <laughs> you know, there was something, and I talked about what is mental health in the beginning of the show. And one thing I do know, and, and I see time and time again, is that mental health, when everybody wants to be included in stuff. Let me tell you who, who don't exclude you. Mental health don't exclude anybody, right? Yep. Mental health is 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 uh, applies to like everyone, right? There's, uh, and I read uh, some expert excerpt from your book talking about um where you have these myths and then you have these facts and one that i see is athletes are emotionless that's that's a myth that's a myth it's, it's crazy that people would think that they're emotionless because athletes probably show some of the most emotion in games that mean something you know you think about sunday coming up super bowl somebody's oh, yeah. gonna lose Yep. Some some grown men will be out there crying because they lost the Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. The fact is, athletes are human and not robots. So all humans have yeah. emotions, right? So I, I yeah. think I just Inescapable. think that's really important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And I, I I think that's important for people to understand. You know, these athletes out there playing for rings, trophies, and all that stuff. And I know you say they fade, but there's life after the ball. You know, stop bouncing, bouncing, hitting, dribbling, and and throwing. Um, mm -hmm. So, when you talk about mental health applies to everyone, do you see things out there now? Um, even cheerleading. You know, these girls are supposed to be so spunky, and you know, um, right? Did you see anything within those girls, or and and not specific to any? person but did you see things out there or did the girls talk about things that they were probably going through you said you spoke to somebody about depression anxiety is it common in um, sports for these athletes to talk about stuff like this so when I when I was coaching I mean that was in like the late 90s and so that's I I, I haven't done that piece as much anymore but I do think that uh, well, I'll give an example. I'm not last year, but the year before, I was giving a talk about men what mental health is to a local high school football team. And this one player, God bless him, raises his hand and goes, I kept mentioning anxiety, and he raises his hand and he goes, I have a question. I said, yes. He goes, what's anxiety? And so I had to explain what that, what that was. And so I think it's something that we're we're starting to get so much better at making this conversation okay but i don't know that the average person really understands what that is and what those symptoms look like it's even when you said that what's anxiety you go how do you explain that to someone to where they understand that 
aspect of it. Um, in chapter two of your book, you talk about life beyond sports. And uh, mm. the, one of the funniest things I read is the beginning of the first sentence. Everybody loves sausage, but nobody wants to know how it's made, right? Yes, so, sir. <laughs> what were you What were you saying when you when you said that? Because that that was hilarious. I laughed so hard. Yeah. So that was <laughs> that was my point. Actually, I heard that you know the show Last Chance Do on Netflix. So the first time love I heard, it. That the first time I heard that phrase, Buddy Stevens spoke it. It might have been in the first season. And so, man, that was such a visual to me because he was talking about you know how everyone gets hard on them about their season and their wins and their losses. And, you know, they just want to see them go to another championship. And so no one really cares how they get there. They just want to know that they get there, right? Yeah. So I use that analogy of, you know, same thing with athletes. I mean, people look, we look at athletes as they're supposed to be some kind of like superhuman and immune to things. And so... We just, you know, we get excited to see them on the field. We love when they have a good game and we celebrate that. But where are we giving them the space for all the other stuff that's going on, right? So all the all the work and everything that it takes about um, to get them to that point where the sausage is made, you know, nobody wants to talk about, nobody wants to talk about some of these other things. Like, what did it take you to get there? What's driving you? So, you know, yeah. that, that's what that was about. So I... So, <laughs> no, it, it does. It does make sense. I, I think uh, something I, I read. You also said if we want to protect athletes, we have to serve all their needs, not just the ones um, we can see. Mm -hmm. And that goes into exactly what you were just talking about. That you're right. When I watched Michael Jordan, I can talk about Michael Jordan to you because you grew up in that time, right? <laughs> I didn't. And it might be sad to say, and I'm pretty sure that there's millions of people out there just like me. I didn't care what he had going on off the field, uh, off the court, because mm -hmm. I needed to get out there and perform on the court, right? We don't see those other things that they may be struggling with um, personally, you know, because athletes go through depression, anxiety, and, and stuff like that, um, and things that you were talking about. Um, so I don't know how to what is some of the best advice you might be able to give people who are dealing with athletes that might um, be going through something but not know it or can identify it? Yeah, I think, I think again, and I'm actually writing a blog article that's going to be published. So by the time this comes out, I've already been published, but I'm writing an article right now about that. And it, it just revolves around having a conversation and just putting these things out there. Now, as a coach... You know, we all, there's a few things that I want to, there's so much I want to say about this, but it's such like a, such a big topic for, you know, for this part. It's so important. So thank you for asking this. One thing to keep in mind is that you mentioned this earlier, emotions are inevitable, but here's the other side of that, which is also something in the book. Emotions can also be invisible. And so if somebody really wants to hide what's going on with them they'll figure out a way to do that but also understanding for that individual that that emo those emotions have to go somewhere so emotions are energy so if you're gonna bury all that and you think i'm gonna have all this anger because of all this stuff going on in my life and i'm not gonna resolve that instead what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go on the football field and do xyz 
that's a very temporary solution, right? It's not really healing the problem of what's going on. And it, it eventually people might look to things that are unhealthy ways of, of dealing with those emotions. So again, it might be explosive anger. It might be just having mood swings and not understanding why. It might be starting to use drugs or alcohol or any number of things that could just be an outlet for all these for all these emotions. And so, you know, I know that we can see, so when we have a player, let's say, and they, I, you know, I use this example a lot too. Let's say they have an injury. Let's say they tear their ACL. Well, we can see that. And we can see that they can't walk without help. And we can know, we know, okay, it's protocol. They have to have surgery. We have to go through therapy. We need this, we need that, right? And it's very excessive. And part of that is because it's so visual. But so how we have to find a way to make what's invisible okay. And we do that through having discussions, through bringing in resources, through having people there. And it's not enough, I think, to just have, you know, workshops done. I think like a lot of pro teams are starting to do, I think in the NFL and the NBA, they're starting to bring in in-house staff just to deal with mental health. And I think that's so important because you have to know who to go to and you have to be able to trust that person. So to trust that person, you have to see them regularly, right? You have to know that they're a part of that. And that this is not somebody that's in an office, you go knock on their door when you have something deep within your soul that's really wounding you. Who's going to do that? Nobody's going to do that because right. that's, that's, that shit's hard. <laughs> right. It's very personal. And so, you know, even though you're in a, in, a, in a locker room or you're whatever it is, you're not going to necessarily say, hey, you know, like, let's talk about our emotions right now. But what you can say is, hey, you know what, how are things going? Or share, hey, you know, I read this resource about so-and-so. If anybody has something similar they're going through, I hope you know you can come to me. And it might feel, especially with the younger generation, that it's going one ear and out the other. But I promise you, any parent knows this. The kids, your kids are listening. And so you said something that is so riveting when you said in these professional spaces, they bring somebody in that they can see every day, which is important. Right. What do we do for these students, right? Because they don't have that at, at school, right? And they may, right. it may be funding or, or whatever it is. How do, how do we help the kids that are going through this now in schools. Right, and I so I think it's, it's about making it a part of your organization, your organizational values and um, your curriculum, if you will. I don't know if that's the right word, but let's say like your, you know, your curriculum for the season is, all right, so we're gonna do practice this, this, and this day, but on this day, once a week, we're gonna talk about mental health stuff. And I'm gonna give out a worksheet or I'm gonna bring in somebody to do a webinar. Because at least you just at least need to know that the athletes, that those kids can at least come to you. And then as a coach, even if you can't provide that support, you can tell them, okay, look, this is who we can go to or talk to the parent or whatever it is. But the stuff that happens inside of people, it's amazing what people hold inside amazing and so you don't necessarily have to have a ton of resources there's plenty of free things out there but what you do have to do is set the example and make it okay for those conversations to happen yeah and i, I think and i personally I, I think that um a lot of times you know schools uh they don't want to put it out there because then it seems like there's some problems at the school right but mm -hmm. 
every single school, uh, I can guarantee you there's at least one person dealing with some type of mental health, anxiety, depression. I bet you it's more than that. We see these kids that are cutting themselves, that are doing all these different things. And again, it may not look, oh, okay, they're cutting themselves or they're talking about suicide. It may be this kid has an anger issue. It, it 100%. And I was just trying to be nice by saying one, you know, I, I know yeah, 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 yeah. No, way more than I, that. Yeah. It, That's it crazy. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like a big thing where you're clinically diagnosed as depressed or this or that. I mean, even if you're just going through a really rough path, I mean, it, it can escalate if you don't get the help that you need, but there's a, there's a bunch of different reasons why people develop mental um, illness and issues like that, but yeah. Um, making it okay it's yeah look i i i was looking at your wrist and i, I saw you had a tattoo Did, and it's like, <laughs> like an arrow or something right an arrow uh-huh what, what is what, what is significant um so my wrist tattoo is an arrow this one um signifies a few things this one signifies um, like I'm more, like like going up, like pointing your own direction, going where it is, following your arrow, that kind of thing. Like so, what following your compass, your true north, whatever you want to call it. Um, so being, you know, like just being true to yourself and your path and all that. And um, the other thing is because I went to Florida State, so go no. Oh, them oh. <laughs> guys. And yes, I said them. D E M. Everybody. Them guys. Them guys. Girls. Yes. Them guys and girls, you're right, you're right. Uh, yeah. Florida State, uh, how did you? I don't think you guys were as this year. I mean, you know, usually, you know, you guys be chalk hawking and tomahawking and doing all that stuff. And then, yeah, we're, we're having a rough, rough go at it. <laughs> but hey, I'm gonna tell you what, like I said about all the other sports, it's COVID. You can't, it's not gonna be the same, right? You need those fans. You guys, right. Florida State, you guys need, you guys need the fans. Oh my um, God, when that stadium gets going, woo, yeah, that's a place to be. I, 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 I only watch it on TV um, when it comes to Florida State, so I don't know what that atmosphere is like um, specifically. Well, maybe I do USC UCLA game. USC oh fan. yeah, there you go. Um, I have a word. I have a word for you that I'm gonna I'm say, and then uh, you tell me what that brings up. Um, and this word was sent to me um, by. Uh, we called the woman in charge, Miss Mary. Affirmations. 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 You have those in your book. And I I, I think that uh, you had a couple different ones that was very important um, to Mary that Mary kind of talked about. I mean, and, and she sent it over to me. And we were talking about uh, mental health affirmations um everyday affirmations and affirmations for healing the hard times um can you kind of give us an overview of affirmations and where you were going with that yeah so affirmations it's so funny i just saw someone asking questions about affirmations i think it was on linkedin today so maybe that's like a theme today for some reason but affirmations are you know people think of them as like oh i'm gonna an affirmation is I'm looking in the mirror and I'm telling myself, I'm proud of myself. You are so good. You are smart. You know how like, okay, so now I'm going to date ourselves again. You know that like, I think it was like an SNL skit, like back in the day when the guy would stand in the mirror. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mo? I do know what you're talking about. Okay. So, but that's not, that's not this. 
Well, it's not some like honky, like wonky thing or like yeah. really spiritual, like crazy thing. And ask, everybody has negative thought habits. Everybody does. Yeah. And it, it, you're, everyone's always looking to improve, right? And so what affirmations do is they help you switch those negative thought habits around to something more, um, more positive. So whether those affirmations give you focus. So there's affirmations that I'll use every single morning to set the tone for my work day. So I'll do a meditation, usually five to 10 minutes. I don't spend a lot of time on it, but still is very necessary. And then there are affirmations that go along with that, that again, set my tone for the day. And that's so important because that reminds me of, this is what I choose to focus on for today, right? So yeah. um, like as an example, um, as you know from this conversation, I got a lot of stuff going on. So at any, in most days are pretty hectic. Yeah. So uh, there's been times where I get, I'm just like so, so busy and I'm so stressed out and then I'm not like enjoying things. And so I've had to unlearn those habits. And so like one thing will be like, okay, like I'm setting, you can also think of affirmations as an intention. I'm setting an intention for today. I'm going to have a peaceful work day. Even though today is going to be crazy, I'm going to do things to make sure that it's as peaceful for myself as possible. So I'm going to take breaks. I'm going to do my breathing exercises. I'm going to sit in silence for a few minutes now I'm there and just decompress, whatever it is. And so, but affirmations help too if you're, um, like I said, like you have some kind of negative thought habit and you're trying to recondition your mind, you, you use them over and over and over again until it becomes like that's your way of thinking. Excellent. I, I love that. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to let you go too deep into it because I really want them to uh, go out and, and get your book. Um, look, it's, it's been a, it's been a great pleasure having you on the show today. Um, can you give some, uh, where they can find your book and, you know, all that good stuff um, to our viewers. And I'm sure that we're, we're going to put that information out there on social media and stuff like that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the easiest place to tell y'all to go is, well, two things. If you want to follow me on social media personally, not like the business, you can follow me on any social network at Z-P-H-E, Misty, M-I-S-T-Y, Buck, Be Like Boy, U-C-K. So at the Misty Buck, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. That's where you're going to clubhouse. That's where you're going to find me. And then um, in terms of like the book and other, lots of other resources, the blog, I have like a free weekly newsletter that I send out where, again, I'm talking about things that are helping normalize emotions for people, including affirmations, all that kind of stuff. You can sign up for all of that at the, my website for um, Athlete Mental Health, which is PurposeSoulAthletics.com. Excellent. And we'll get the, all that out. We will do some some cross uh, social media stuff so that we can make sure that we get those and get that out to you correctly. Um, Missy, I have one final thing um, for you. Um, how I close the show with our guests. Um, I asked, I start a statement and then you finish that statement. And I, it seems like I always put my guests on the spot, um, but you can take it as- This is like an ink blot test. What are we doing? <laughs> it's not even a test. So I'm going to start this statement and then you will finish it. Okay? okay. All right. I am here because. I am here because I have work to do. God's not done with me yet. Boom. See how that is so awesome and so simple. 
Thank you so much. Misty, it's been it's been a great pleasure. Listen, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you all over social media. We'll we'll do all that and exchange um yes. all those things. Um what I will do is ask. I want a book, but I want it signed. I need a person. Oh, book. I got you. I got you. Um, Don't worry. Specifically you get me your address, everybody, and we will all my my host, my new friends, y'all, and I will get that over to you. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um thank you, Misty appreciate you uh we will talk yes thank you thank you thank you thanks everybody look thank you thank you and thank you time is precious and i value yours so thank you for taking time out of your day to listen and watch my show please join me next time where my goal is to make you smile make you cry and or make you laugh but if I fail to do either of those, my goal is to educate, encourage, and inspire. My shows will cover a variety of issues and topics from mental health, education, high school sports, and all things around our adolescent. I set out to interview educators, athletic directors, principals, and amazing people like Misty that want to help make a difference and impact your lives. But my hope is to share my, my passion for education, um, high school extracurricular activities, and higher learning. We will continue to focus on topics that will further our educators, build our community around education, and topics that may be taboo, but may save a life and or stop the bullying. Look, if you're out there and, and you're feeling alone, depressed, suicidal or need someone, please know that you're not alone and just pick up the phone and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-TALK. That's 800-273-8255 or reach out to our friends over at 417 Recovery. You can find me and follow me on social media on Twitter at mo underscore or or on Instagram at Mo, the HS Narrative, and make sure to comment on any of our podcast apps. I will leave you with this. Take some time and do something nice for someone else. In turn, someone will do something nice for you. Stand up for those that may be weak and be a voice for change and stay motivated. You're welcome. And remember, when adversity comes, look it straight in the eye and say, I'm strong, I'm loved, and I will overcome you. Look, before I go, I wanna tell you about the Go Be Great Foundation. Please visit their website at www.wearegobegreat.com. Here's what I love about that foundation. And that is, Go Be Great is a movement, a call to action, an incredible young man's legacy to live out our unique greatness while encouraging others to theirs. But they're creating a, a, an army of Gobi Graders to be difference makers in the world. So guess what? I got to go be great. Look, you've been watching and listening to Talk to Talk with Mo Orr for Tony, all of us over here at the High School Narrative. Of course, Misty Buck. I'm Mo. Until next time, be the voice of change. You know what I do. Put them up, two fingers, spread them, and deuces. Until next time.
got some news today from the radio man He spoke the word somber and as softly as he can The world stood still And the sky opened up I made my way to fill up my coffee cup Then it occurred to me as the daylight sky shone blue Today's the day that Johnny met June He waited a while, he knew that he would He was gonna hang around here for as long as he could The days went by And hours idle past, he was never sure Just how long he would last But there's not much love in a lonely room Today's the day that Johnny met June Good summer. You too. Thanks. Hey, you must be bored. <laughs> no way. <laughs> this is the guy that I was running to in the library. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty. So. Oh my God. <laughs> so you like to write on desks? Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Later.